If you have your Bibles, turn to Psalms 37 and 23. Again, Psalms 37 and 23. And it reads, a good man's steps are ordered by the Lord. A good man's steps are ordered by the Lord. And this uh, sermon title is called Your Steps Are Ordered. Oftentimes in life, sometimes we can be caught up in the mundane life of, of just doing the same thing over and over again, and it seems as if nothing is happening. Sometimes you can really feel that way if you're a young person in high school. Sometimes after high school and after college, it seems as if nothing is really happening in your life. But the Word of God says, if you're a good, if you're a good man or if you have made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, you, guess what? Your, your steps are ordered. He has a plan for you. You don't have to fret. You don't have to fear. In fact, there are some things that's going on right now. What do you mean? Well, first of all, you're developing a skill set. A skill set. Right now, it doesn't matter if you're in high school, you can be in college, you can be on the job market. You're learning how to do something. If you're in High school, it can be mastery of the English language. You're also learning people. You're learning how people operate. You're observing. You're observing. You're also learning different types of managerial styles. Or, or I, say, I should say it this way. If you're in school, every teacher is different. Some teachers are strict and orderly. Others may be laid back, but they are really good in, in teaching. Some of them may not like you. Some of them may like you. Some of them, the subject matter you may love. Some subjects you may not like. But the point is you're learning different things right now. There's something else. You're learning, you know, the location, whether you work there or you're going to school or where you live. I'm saying this because sometimes later on in life, it's amazing how our past seems to come back or we seem to revisit our past. You, let me give you an example. It can be something simply as you attend this high school, your child may attend this high school later on in the future. All right? So you know the area. There's another thing, you're develop you could be developing lasting relationships. Let me give you an example. Uh, a lot of y'all have heard of Creflo Dollar. He has a good friend, his best friend is named Ken, Minister Ken. Well, it's to my understanding that Minister Ken is the one who introduced Creflo Dollar to Christ in college, and they've been best pals ever since. In fact, Minister Ken is, is part of his ex executive staff, all right? That was a lasting relationship. Sometimes God may cause uh, a, a relationship that really, you know, it, it, it was a, a temporary relationship that has, that he has a purpose for later on in the future. And let me give you an example. Uh, when I was in college, 
uh, there's these uh, roommates, and they, um, well, you know, in college, sometimes one roommate may be tidy and the other not so tidy. Well, anyway, uh, uh, my boy, he, he really, um, he was a little upset, you know, because the guy, like, like, he wouldn't clean up behind himself. And I remember him talking to me about it, and uh, he just decided just to leave it alone. All right? And, uh, and the guy was a type of person, he was a good guy, but, you know, sometimes some people hold grudges. All right? And, and that guy was that type of person. So anyway, time moves on forward. The guy was only his roommate for like a semester. So once again, fast forward. Well, uh, this pastor, this senior pastor of a large congregation, uh, the Lord dropped it in his heart for my boy to be the youth pastor. He'd known him for some time and observed him from a distance and just felt that he would be the perfect youth pastor. Problem, he didn't know how to contact him. Well, the, the, the guy that was my boy's roommate back in the day was actually on staff there part-time. And so the senior pastor knew of this and, and, and asked the guy's former roommate about the guy. And so he replied, yes, he was, you know, he's a good guy, cool guy. And so, you know, but the problem again, once again, they did not know how to contact him. Well, how many of y'all know that God has a way? He knows how to get you to the right place. Well, one day, my boy, he went and got his hair cut, and he noticed the young lady doing hair next to his barber. And she was a nice-looking young lady. And uh, so, you know, my boy, he was single. So he said, hey, uh, tried to holler at the girl and everything. And she said, you know, uh, you know, why don't you come meet me at Bible study? Now, that's the way the young ladies did it back in the day. And so, you know, my boy was a minister. He said, no problem. So he met the young lady at Bible study. And the pastor went out to meet him and said, man, after service, and said, man, where you been? We've been trying to contact you. Could you be my full-time youth pastor? <laughs> God has a way of getting you where you need to be. Now, the whole, the point is this. God purposed for my boy to have, to be roommates with the guy that was on part-time staff for that short little time of a semester. God will use relationships sometimes for a future purpose. So what am I saying? God got you right now. It doesn't matter how boring your life may be. It doesn't matter how, it's just like nothing is happening. There's a lot of things that's happening right now. Now, we can see this in the life of David. We can see this in the life of David. And, it, and actually, it starts in uh, 1 Samuel chapter 16. That's when we meet David. He's anointed king. And uh, the word of God says that he also, uh, Paul has some issues, some demonic oppression, if you will. And someone realized that David was a great musician. And so he began to play for the courts of King Saul. But before we go too far, I want to stop here for a moment. David, yes, we know that he was a warrior, but it's also important to know why he was 
a shepherd boy tending his father's sheep, he spent time with God. You know, it's, it was only him out there during that time, and I'm sure that time keeping the sheep, he's, there's no other human to talk to, was pretty boring. But notice, he spent time worshiping God. In fact, we know he began to write some of the Psalms. We know he was a worshiper. We know he played to God. Now, although once again, we know that he was a warrior because we know he fought the bear and the lion, but let's look what really brought him to the king's court first, his ability or his sincerity in his worship to God. How many of you all understand and know that your first priority is to give God praise? There was a popular song that said, I was created back in the day. I was created to make his name glorious. Your first priority, I don't care who you are. You can be locked up in solitary confinement. You have the responsibility to give God praise. Everyone has that responsibility. So guess what? I don't care what your situation is. You can give God glory. Isn't it amazing how he was a worshiper, but it was his worship towards God, the anointing to worship God, the anointing to play the instrument that caused him to get to the king's court. Now, when he got to the king's court, I'm sure it was exciting, but he began to observe things. You know, he's just playing for the king. But during this time, he's observing protocol. He's observing people go in and out, how the court functions. What am I, why am I saying this? Understand once again where you are. God is directing your path. Even in the boring place where you are right now. You may be a housewife, and man, you may be looking at, man, I, I just, man, I got these three kids, and these kids are about to drive me up the wall. I'd be so happy to talk to somebody other than a child. God is directing your path. Something good is going to come out of this. Hold on. Don't give up. Stay faithful to God. He's got you. He's got you. Remember, a good man, you're a good man. A good man's steps are ordered by the Lord. All right? And, and we, let's get back to the story. We know it's in chapter 17 where, uh, where we meet Goliath, and, 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 and we know that David battles and all of these different things, and because he killed Goliath, we understand that uh, he became a captain in Saul's army. And uh, although Saul began to give him seemingly impossible missions, God always blessed David to come out on top. And so it's amazing. People begin to see the anointing on David, the anointing to be king. Let me say this to you. While those of you all that may be bored and you may look like your life is going nowhere, and especially if God has already called you and told you you're supposed to do great things, once again, take courage. Keep on doing what you're doing. 
You don't have to broadcast what God told you about yourself, what he told you he was going to do. You don't have to do all that. As you, as you begin to walk in the anointing, the people will see it. So as David began to win these victories and these battles, people began to see it. Not only that, David marries King Saul's daughter. From one uh, perspective, it seemed as if that David was just one step closer to being the king. However, Saul did not like David. He recognized the anointing on David. That anointing was once on him. He was intimidated by David. So Saul many times tried to have him killed or tried, he just tried to have him killed. In fact, Saul tried to kill David several times himself. It got so hot that David had to leave the palace. And Jonathan, Jonathan, Saul's son, had to give him a sign to tell him or to show him whether it was okay for him to return to the palace or go on a run. Now, let's go back. David was developing a skill set. He was observing people. He was observing how does Saul rule the kingdom? How did he manage the kingdom? He understood protocol in the courts. All of these things are happening, okay? Not only that, we see that he developed, now it was supposed to be a long-lasting relationship, friendship with Jonathan. That also, let me just park here for a moment. S Jonathan made a vital mistake. I should say he made a terrible mistake. He knew that David was anointed king. He saw the anointing on him. He even told David that, I'm going to serve you. Unfortunately, the last time that David saw Jonathan, uh, Jonathan went off to, to battle uh, and followed his father Saul and lost his life instead of joining the ranks with David. You may say, yeah, but uh, that was his father. It doesn't matter. The anointing was on David, and he knew his place. What am I saying? When you know that God has called you to do something, and in that calling he's given you to the, the uh, instruction to go and to do, go and do quickly. Go and do quickly. Do not hesitate. When God gives you an assignment, do it quickly. Don't look back. You know, there are several people who came to Jesus and had the opportunity to walk with Jesus. And they said, Jesus, uh, Okay, let me, I want to go with you, but first let me bury my father, or let me go do this, and let me go do that. And Jesus said, no, let the dead bury the dead. 
They had the opportunity, but they didn't take it. When God gives you an instruction, do it quickly. Do it quickly. Don't wait. Don't hesitate. Do it quickly. All right, let's get back to to the story. Now, we see skill set. We see relationship. And we can say it this way. Davids were learning how, partially, how to be king through serving the courts of King Saul. And we know uh, eventually David became king and, and God anointed him to do that. But throughout all of that time, God was teaching him. Let me share something with you. During that time he was on the run from Saul, it was pretty tough. Now, he was leading 400 men and eventually it became 600 men. But it seems as if he was far, far away from ruling the kingdom. But how many of y'all know that God's word is true? If you stay faithful to God, it doesn't matter how far away from the promise or the thing that God told you to do. It may look like you're a million miles away. But follow God. He has the path for you. He's ordering your steps. Now, let me give you more of a practical picture of this. I know this person, and this person was in the medical field, and uh, when the person got out of college, they worked at a regional hospital, and God began to elevate this person, or I should say this way, move this person this person had an opportunity to be a medical dire- a director in a medical field, and that's what that person really wanted to do, okay? In fact, during that person's first job, uh, that person's boss said, or supervisor asked that person, uh, you should be a director in, this medical, in a medical facility. And that person said, well, how do I do that? And they said, uh, well, get your master's in healthcare management. And so the person did that, or began to, I should say, walk into that. They began to take classes. And during that time, God promoted this person. But in a span of 19 years, this person had 11 different jobs. Most of the jobs that this person had closed, either closed or downsized. And I can tell you now, it looked like that person was far away from being a director. But how many of y'all know that God is faithful? It's amazing. On that person's journey, all of the things, all of the, the, the requirements to be that director, God was teaching that person along the way through the different jobs. That person's path was or being ordered by the Lord. Although during that time, there were some tough times, especially when you're walking, you know, you go, you leave work for lunch, you come back and the doors are locked. There, there were some difficult times, but that person didn't give up. And then one day, seemingly out of the blue, the person got a call saying, hey, we need a director. I thought about you. The point is this, you all. 
God knows where you are. He knows where you are. Stay in courage. God has you. A good man's steps are ordered by the Lord. Give God a hand clap of praise.